this is this is what the black air forces mean to me right only two people wore black air forces in, in my school people that committed crimes and hispanic girls <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fact guys we are here with episode six of Nisar toby sports pod you got me john mr uh miles francesa the greatest over there first time long time <laughs> <laughs> and uh pen rosenthal out here making big moves new jobs and shit that's right also known as uh mr cbs sports facts mm-hmm. justin transitioned himself Grown man things. 20 points Gryffindor. And first off, you're not even Gryffindor. You're Ravenclaw. I'll take that. I thought you were going to disrespect me and say Hufflepuff, and I would have jumped right through the mic. So you, rather, so you so you still go settle for Ravenclaw after you just deemed that you're Gryffindor? Now you're Hufflepuff. Nah, nah, nah. You tried to... You tried, no, 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 no. And I'm the sorting hat of the three of us, so yeah, so yeah, you're Hufflepuff now. Sorry. So you old, brown, and wrinkly? I... I <laughs> Nah. <laughs> oh, brown and wrinkly. You know it Sounds is old like brown and wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say my wallet, but uh, you know, you want to go there? That's cool. All right, John, let's start the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, couldn't contribute to that conversation, but um, yeah. First, uh, honorable mentions in sports this week. Um, Team USA won a game. And the Yankees did Yankee things, winning except for tonight, which uh, yeah, whatever, Oof. doesn't matter anyway. And then uh, the Mets lost, and then they won some, so stayed pretty middle of the pack. Um, anything else outside of the big thing this weekend? I think I'm missing. Um, outside of that, it's just really tennis. Uh, Nadal won the men's U.S. Open, and then Serena lost that joint, unfortunately. Um, a Canadian girl who my mom don't like. <laughs> my mom don't like it either. She says she's mad snobby. Mm. But hey, but, you just you you going against Serena Williams? You nineteen? I'll probably be snobby yeah. too. I, I man, I'd be in my bag. Man, look, if I was nineteen and knocked off like Federer or something like that, or Nadal, you couldn't tell me nothing. Big facts. I'd be talking my shit. Not gonna lie. Word. I will say though, I I am liking that um a lot of uh black representation in tennis right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh the, the man, Serena spawned, and that's mm-hmm. and that's a fact, man. Like yo, when when Naomi Osaka and uh, Coco Golf played against each other in the I think it was the third round, like everybody was talking about. It. I'm like, yo, yeah. Venus and Serena really made this possible. Like yeah. they really opened those doors for black women in tennis. That's such a dope thing, and somebody that didn't really get enough. Uh, credit Taylor Townsend, like she was doing mm-hmm. her yeah. work yeah. working her way through, even though this she lost her that third best, run. Uh, that was her best run this year. Yeah, and nobody really seemed to be talking about it. I'm like, yo, like she was actually putting in work before she lost, but didn't she lose to the Canadian girl? Oh yeah, she did, but she was doing her thing, man. We got like four now. You got Coco Golf, Naomi Taylor, and then uh, everything we forget about Sloane Stevens. 
She, I know oh, she was she oh, wasn't yeah. in this tournament, but uh, yeah, I mean, the US right. Open, but you know, because she was the one that knocked off Serena initially, right? She was the first one to. She was the first one, and then Osaka like, like a year and a half ago. I think that was Wimbledon twenty. Osaka was last year. Osaka was 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 U.S. Open twenty eighteen, and uh, Sloan Stevens was. I'm pretty sure it was last year at some point. But yeah, you're right. I feel like people forget about Sloan Stevens, like how we forget about uh, Gabby Douglas. Is always Max. every everybody always talks about uh what's the other gymnastic Simone girl's Biles. name? Ah, yeah, that's it. Everybody always talk about Simone Biles. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to sports. Yeah. Um. So this week's episode is gonna be pretty much just about the NFL. There's nothing else really going on. We basically covered everything in that like two minutes. But um, it was week one, and for me it was great. Before we even get before we even talk about week one, let's talk about uh. The main situation going on in the, in, in, the, in the NFL right now. Let's talk about uh, Antonio Brown. That's man wilding. Yeah. Hold on. Is he wilding or was he playing chess, not checkers? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, up until tonight, I mean, yeah, I think he's wilding. I mean, like, all right. I mean, mind you, let's not include tonight because yeah, let's not include tonight. There's, there's, a, lot speculate. Tonight. there's a lot of speculation exactly. going on. We don't really know. Okay. We, we got to get the full story. Got to okay. hear both sides. I, all right, all right. you know, not writing off a victim at all, but you know, want to want to get the full details. Timing is a little suspect, right? True, 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 I, true, I don't true. know the full details either, so it could already be leaning towards shit looking well for him, which I'm pretty sure it is anyway. But um, yeah, in regards to the whole Raider situation, I mean, I, it just feels like it was something. I mean, now looking at it, it seems like he didn't want to be there at all because he really wanted to be with the Patriots. But in that mm-hmm. same breath, like. If we take that aspect out of it, all the things that led to him getting cut were of his own doing. Him getting fined was his own doing. He mispracticed because he was throwing temper tantrums about his helmet. It had nothing to do with his feet. If it was just like, if he just said, oh, yeah, my feet aren't healed yet, he probably could have still done his whole helmet situation, but mm. not have been fine because we just been missing practice due to injury. But he purposely mispracticed because of the whole filing all the grievances and things like that. So the team finds him secretly because nobody knew the team find him until he goes to Instagram to post it. Oh, look, even your team does you dirty. Like my guy, you mispractice. There are ramifications. Yeah. There are ramifications to your actions. Like I understand this. And then gets into the fight with uh, Mike Mayock. And then it's like, all right, now, now because they took away his, um, his guaranteed money. He's like, all right, I don't want to be here, which I understand if you're not going to have guaranteed money, leave. But you can't play the victim in the sense as you didn't have a part to play in them taking away your guaranteed money. But was this checkers, not chess? Oh, no, yeah, it was. Because there were stories like that, coming out saying he was asking people what he could do, which to me, yeah. you could literally just be like, yo, fuck y'all, release me. Either way, you're ruining the, your image to other teams, regardless of how you get released. I don't know. So before, I really wanted to give Antonio uh, the benefit of the doubt, and I really wanted to believe that, yo, this is just him trying to figure out, like, how to be comfortable in his own setting. And Not drugs? Uh, well. <laughs> um, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Cocaine is a hell of a drug, and that's worse for Rick James. But anyhow, um, yeah, I was really hoping that this was a this was a real-life thing, but I'm convinced now that he just didn't want to play for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the worst part about this whole situation is that literally when he got released at four o'clock, he got picked up right by the Patriots. So it makes everything a little like I'm a little bit skeptic 
of how this whole thing went down. It doesn't make it, it doesn't make sense because why would the Patriots just scoop just scoop him outside of the fact that he's a great player? Yeah, but and the Patriots that, apparently wanted to trade for him, but the Steelers mm-hmm. wouldn't do that. Right, because why would the Steelers trade for the Patriots, especially after what happened uh, Sunday night? But um, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. I just think that AB he he had to finesse his way to to New England. I think this is what was his way of doing so. But wait, did he sign an extension when he got to Oakland? He did. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, why sign the extension? So you're losing on guaranteed money. Unless it's your way to create a bigger stink, but also at the same time, like everyone, like the you know the Pats have a reputation for being shady too. So it's like I agree, like I want to like AB, I did like AB, but my son went off the deep end, or or he's been playing chess this whole time. I think I think the 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 crazy thing is that a lot of people forget that Drew Rosenhaus is his agent. So I think for him to force his way off of the team. He had to have done this purposely, and I think he wouldn't have done this without consulting his agent. Like he knew literally exactly how to cost himself of his guaranteed bread, so that way that the Raiders would be inclined to to release him. Because if he had his, if he got his twenty nine million, best believe the Raiders would not have released him. It's wild. Um, I I don't put it past either of them on like the Pats or Antonio and setting this up. It's funny because when you're like the worst part about this situation, I expected to just be that the Pats are most likely going to be in another Super Bowl. I mean, anything can happen. And we'll see, you know, with the new information that came out tonight, as well as his fit in Belichick's world. But, you know, on paper, this is the best receiver Tom Brady's had. Uh, I mean, uh, I would say so. at this point in his career, I think he's more in his prime than when Randy Moss was. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. Randy was towards the tail end. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Randy, Randy, Randy still killed. What yeah, he, he did. Yeah, Randy Moss, but he wasn't like <laughs> he wasn't in the, yeah, he wasn't. the middle of his prime. Yeah, that's. Uh, but you know what's funny? Like even if even if AB doesn't work out in New England, like we all had New England going to the Super Bowl or at least getting to the AFC Championship game anyway. So like that's why it was all like passed through Foxborough. Exactly. So it's like AB or no AB. It's not like the outcome would have changed. Like we, the Patriots it doesn't were affect the Patriots. The, the, they were always going to get the rest of the league. Yeah, they were always going to get there. Like now, it's just a matter of which NFC team can beat them. Because mm-hmm. you know, but you know, and you, you want to like AB. It's hard not to like AB. But after this situation, it's like yo, it's real easy not to like AB. He's just especially like the whole freedom thing, like. The Raiders didn't do anything bad to AB. Like, John Gruden loved this guy. Like, he loved this guy. You watch Hard Knocks. Like, he literally talked up AB the whole way. Was with him through the feet thing. Was with him through the helmet thing. Like, he was 100% on board with John Gruden gets enough, like, shit that he has to deal with that getting shit from AB is not one of the things that he deserves. Mm -hmm. Even even when, um, yeah, I know y'all heard when, uh, ab released the private phone call with him yeah oh and he said you can use audio for that apparently i saw yeah he definitely he definitely did and he said he's like why don't you just shut up and play football he said and ab said he's more than just a football player yeah cool yeah no one's taking that away from you but that's not what the like but it's not even like he's using his voice for anything it's not like he's you know like a colin kaepernick actually like you know doing something for like let's say the community or for like raising awareness for a social issue He's literally just doing this because for his own ego. Mm-hmm. And and that's like, you know, like we talked about last week, 
you know, these are professional athletes, but they're people too. And, you know, everyone's just out to their own shit. Like, yeah, you, sometimes you just want to say your shit or be your own person. But at the same time, it's like, yo, like, for him to even before being like, yeah, I don't need football. I've did all the shit. I don't need football. Shit like that. Like, that's cool. You're, you are more than a football player. Knowing saying that you're not. But guess what you're getting paid to do right now? Right now, you're getting paid to play football. So we're just talking about the football part. Be your own man outside of football. That's cool. But, like, your football coach just needs to know if you're going to be there for the team to know how he should plan. And he would like if you were there. Yeah. He's not saying you can't do other shit. He's just like, yo, like, do you, but, like, play football too. Like, come on. I mean, in the in the biggest team sport, he is being the worst teammate. Like, you not being at training camp and at practice makes you a bad teammate because mm-hmm. you don't get the repetitions with your quarterback and your other teammates. You're not as familiar with the playbook. like Especially on a new team. Exactly. And and Derek Carr was excited to to have A.B. on the team. So it's not even like he was alienated by anybody. He mm-hmm. alienated himself. And if that was the move he wanted to do, well, then he succeeded. But, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's just, it's, it's just this is a very big blip on his career, which is, you know, if it, if all things go considered, it should be a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. I don't know if I said this last week, but no, obviously I didn't because this wasn't happening last week. But I was telling somebody earlier, when it co- comes down to whether he's considered for the Hall of Fame or not, it's over for him. He's not. He's never going to be a Hall of Famer just off this past week alone because mm. everybody always wanted to come at Tio for being a bad teammate, for being this, for being mm. that. And it took him a couple of years to make it to Hall of Fame. If it took Tio his whole career being slandered and being called a bad teammate and acting a fool on the field and doing whatever, yo, Antonio is never making it into the Hall. It's just all for the principle that he literally sabotaged an organization to get released, made a whole public scene about it. And honestly, I can't even, you know, compare T.O. and A.B. because who knows what it would have happened if social media was as popping as it was then as it is now. But what I will say is that nobody's ever made this much of a wreck in the NFL to the point where A.B. is really the bad guy in all senses. It's just mm-hmm. un, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah, no, he really, he really liked that. And it sucks because like, so likable as a player. Homie was on Dance Week at the Stars. My mom loves him. Like, and then you just do all this nonsense. And like again, like be your own person, that's cool, but like, come on, man. Like you said, like you just sabotage an organization that did nothing bad to you. You know what I mean? They wanted you there. Like they wanted to accommodate you. Especially an organization that's trying to build something, you know? And all jokes aside, I'm really happy that they won yesterday. Yeah. Because that cause it cause that win yeah, yeah, was Eh, whatever. But what you know, I feel, <laughs> I feel like they would have lost had it not been for A B acting the damn fool. However, it is what it is, man. Yeah, I'm glad they beat them and uh exposed the you know the Broncos for being trash. Poor Von Miller. I can't even say poor Von Miller. He got his ring. He so. got his ring and he getting paid. Yep. There it is. Yeah. All right. To the rest of the NFL. Yes, to uh week one. Let's uh let's start with how our picks went. We can cool. just uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Lord Jesus, get that scoreboard. Scoreboard, right. scoreboard. Oh, so that's, how, that's, that's how you're rocking. All right, cool. So basically, how this week went. So right now, Justin is in the lead. He went twelve and four this week. 
After that is John. He went 11 and 5. And then, unfortunately, I went 10 and 6. So I'm this week's loser. But, you know, you know the vibes. At the end of the season, I'm going to have the most wins. I'm telling y'all this right now. But, yeah. He's lying. But, um... I'll I'll tell y'all this. This is what really cost me this week because y'all need to know. So I bet on the Texans and I bet on on Denver. If those two teams won, I would have won this whole week because those are the last two games. Before those last two games happened, I only had one, two, three, four losses. But it's all right because I'm coming for y'all next week. I'm just confused. You really bet against Drew Brees. I'm still not upset with my picks because at the end of the day, Houston really should have won. Drew Brees at home. Literally, mm. we were talking about, and I was like, yo, if it's, it literally, I was like, if the Saints were in at home. I'm not jacking it, though. But at the end of the day, and we can talk about Houston and um and New Orleans first. I think that game, my boy Deshaun Watson is MVP caliber right now. Because you saw the way he was tossing that rock. Bro, mm. listen, he looked great. Yes, let's go with the week one giant predictions. I can't wait till we get to the Ravens. <laughs> Man, listen, Deshaun was looking crazy. But anyhow, they was really in a position to win. I mean, he threw a touchdown to Kenny Stills with like 37 seconds left. I mean, then again, Drew Brees, he drove, he drove up the field. But I still think that – I still think it was a good pick. I thought that Houston – I think they're ready. I think they're ready to take that, ne- that next step in the AFC. But we only going to see – They will go as know, far as their offensive line takes them. Yeah, yep. that's a fact. And now they got Laramie Tussle. So that's going to definitely help out a lot. Hopefully, because it was not a good showing. Was, he was getting he was he was getting rocked. Uh, yeah, last night. It he was not a good showing. Hits. You know, he just got there. It's been like a week. Yeah, you know, but still, just was not a good showing. But he's definitely talented. At the end of the day, it's like if they can't figure out how to make Laramie Tunsil block and like you know work within an offensive line scheme, that's on the coaches. That's not on him because he's talented. He's yeah. not a bad old lineman. I agree. Best game by far. <laughs> but did you yeah. guys see? Uh, <laughs> My guy D Hops out here body slamming people like it's the WWE. Yikes! Nah, D D Hop D Hop went crazy and he went off of me in fantasy. So shout mm-hmm. out to you, Mister Hopkins, because yeah, you definitely won won me two of my leagues. You're talking about fantasy, uh, shout out to whoever had uh, Mister Lamar Jackson. Oh man, and listen, <laughs> quote unquote, not bad for a running back. Not bad for a running back. Yeah. All y'all who's trying to talk all this shit last year. Man's can pass. Listen, man's had accuracy issues, and that's cool. But don't forget, he had an outdated offensive coordinator in an offense that was for Joe Flacco. So they just went, hmm, he definitely doesn't have the gun that Joe Flacco has because Joe Flacco's arm is ridiculous. But let's just never let him pass the ball. Hmm. Let's only make him pass the ball in situations where it's absolutely necessary, where they know he's going to pass the ball. And you know the thing that I hate the most? Is that when black quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, and I'm mm-hmm. literally talking about the Lamar Jackson type of black quarterbacks, meaning the ones that are known for running more mm-hmm. so than throwing, like when they come into the league, they be like, all right, well, let's make them a running back. Let's make them uh, a wide receiver. A wide receiver. They literally did it to Terrell Pryor, man. They did it to um, homie that Brad played Smith. on Michigan. They did it with Brad Smith. The dude that played on Michigan, I can't. I'm escaping. His name escaped me. He played on the on Jacksonville for a while. Um, damn, I'm forgetting his name. But it, it, it's really crazy. But Lamar, like, like I'm glad that the Ravens really saw something in Lamar Jackson, drafted him in the first round because yeah, bro, five years of control. Yep. Yeah, that that's exactly what we needed to it. You know, help save John Harbaugh's career, which he was in danger. Shout out to our owners, spoke about us before too. 
for realizing that it really wasn't his fault that they haven't been doing well. And, yep. you know, the players love him. Like, everyone loves him there. Um, shout out to all the turnover they've done. They've done a really good job in, like, setting us up for the future. Like, the draft picks that we have, Eric DaCosta taking over for Ozzy. Like, bro, Hollywood played, like, five snaps all preseason. And yeah, that connection was real. And shout out to Lamar. Like, again, like, it's literally you hear it and talk about it. Like, he's he's here to work. And when he said in the draft, I'm trying to be a Raven for my whole career, I absolutely believe him. Like, absolutely believe him. He's um he doesn't have an agent. Um, he's just a worker and you should have like and also another thing, and um I was listening to some people talk, I think it was Nate Bros talking about it too, where they were like, yo, he came and everyone criticized him. He proved them wrong. Yes, it's the Dolphins. That's cool, but that doesn't take away from the accuracy of his throws and his decision making. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, him in Hollywood, that might be a chill combo, bro. Because literally the whole thing about that was you got to watch out for his run, but if you get the passing up, then you, it keeps you honest. So you can't just load the box. Because if you do, and you got a receiver like Hollywood, like they're just going to torch you. Because not everyone can match up with Hollywood. And you saw it there. Like, yes, the Dolphins are the worst team in the league, but that doesn't take away from the good that was done. I mean, it was just a great overall showing. Uh, defense looked like a Ravens defense. Offense looked amazing. Lots to be excited for. Um, uh, John, I have a question. Yes, how much stock do you? And this is no disrespect to your team. How much stock? <laughs> how much stock? No, seriously, how much stock do you put into it? Like, do you, can you truly evaluate your team and like Lamar Jackson based off of a Dolphins team that let's let's be honest is literally tanking? Um, no, I'm not sitting here going like, yo, we're going to the Super Bowl. This to me is like a fourth preseason game. Fifth. You're right. I like that analogy. And what's the preseason for? It's to give you a preview of the potential that your team has. Oh, I'm not mad at that. We're capable of something like this. Most definitely. So, um, yeah, like that's it. It's not as much stock. Like the real games are coming two weeks. But um, we just know that we can do it. And we know that, you know, our floor is a lot higher than last year. Very interested to see what happens with the Ravens this season. And I think it's going to be a very interesting test next week because y'all play the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray just came off of tying against the Lions. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, Kyler Murray, first three quarters, because I was watching the whole game, he did not play very well through the first three quarters. He mm-hmm. threw like nine for 25, but he finished the game. Found his footing. Yeah, definitely did. And he looks he look, he looks pretty good. And even though they tied, whatever, they probably should have won the game. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a good test because that that defense isn't really great. So I think Lamar Jackson will end up having another good game. And now that teams know that he can pass, like now they're like, oh shit, like it's there for real, right? Like what do you do? Because he didn't run last week, but we know he can run. But like you said last week, last week y'all fifth preseason game. So I think yeah. teams are still gonna be like, all right, let's force him into making tougher passes because mm-hmm. the the Cardinals are a better team. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna prepare for him differently than the Dolphins who really don't care right now. Yeah, and honestly, like our whole schedule this season is like I was looking at this shit, bro. After next week we got the Cardinals. After that is Chiefs, Browns, Steelers, Bengals, Seahawks, Pats. Like it's a difficult schedule. Like, you know what I mean? So Well goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like after I said, like Pats, then it's Bengals again, Texans, Rams. The Niners and then Bills, Jets, Browns, Steelers. Like, 
I, it's literally the first two weeks we got we got to get our footing under us, and then shit gets real. So yeah, like like you said, it's just gonna be really interesting as the season goes. Hope you guys momentum. I trust our coach, our, all of our coaches. I trust the team, and uh, yeah, it's just about building that culture back up. The Ravens have a good history of winning, and uh, you know had a couple down years, and Joe Flacco's gone now, and it really just feels like life's like new life's been blown into the organization again, and it's great. Well, at least one of our teams looks great. weekend in New York, man. I don't, I don't even know who to talk about first. Should we? Should like the like the Giants? All right, we knew we was gonna lose, but the Jets. Yeah, God. Let's go the Jets first. yeah God. so so here, here here's the thing, right? What yeah, happened? Let, 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 let me hear your take on it first, because I was watching this whole game too. So let's. Mm. Yeah, so long story short, Jet, Jets are the Jets. The Jets are going to Jet. That is what they are. That's who they are. I've come to accept this. I'm, I've am i been a Jet fan my whole entire life. I don't expect anything at this point because it just leads to heartbreak. I always said there's three things that break my heart the most, right? The New York Jets, Temple Sports, and women. I've kept that, you know, that list. It's been intact. The Nets sometimes creep up in there and replace them. Uh, but the Nets have been in that so long that, you know. It's- they still break my heart, though. Um. Anyway, but I mean, hey, the the problem with the Jets is we all knew going into the season it was their secondary. Their secondary was awful. Tremaine Johnson, Garbo. I mean, John Brown. No disrespect to John Brown. I mean, he's a speedster. I liked I liked watching him in uh in Arizona, but he was targeted eight times. He caught seven passes on Tremaine Johnson for like 112 yards. Like the pass rating towards him was like 112. Uh, Daryl Roberts was also getting cooked. I mean, the front seven was playing really, really well. I mean, C.J. Mosley, I mean, <laughs> up until he went out with the groin injury, like right at the beginning oh, of the fourth man. quarter. C.J. was so good, bro. C.J. So, was so good, bro. He, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got defensive player of the, uh, of the week because he had five, before he got hurt, he had five tackles, uh, I think two tackles for losses, had an interception return for a touchdown, and two pass deflections. Like, he was doing everything. And you bro, saw now you're now that he's in the Jets, you're really going to see how good C.J. is. And yeah, we saw how bad the Jets can be, you know, without him because the Bills end up going and scoring 17 unanswered points uh, after he exits the game. The offense was brutal. I mean, it's week one, so I'm not putting too much stock into it. Uh, it is. It's going to take time for Sam Darnold to learn a new system. Mm-hmm. He was watching the game very closely, so I know I could tell you. So the problem that I had with Darnold for a lot of the game, I was watching the game with my grandfather, so I was even telling him this. He's literally dropping back, looking down on a receiver for three seconds and just throwing it. And that's why he has so many deflections. And I'm just like, dang, like, yo, I understand that some of these routes is timer routes, but you got to at least look somebody off, try and like, you know, keep them guessing. I mean, it's only a second year. Like you said, it's, he's in a, and he's also in a new offense, but it's just things like this. They had, they, they got to go over and practice this week. Yeah. I mean, and also to that point, there was no, there was no protection. I mean, yeah, a lot of the times, true, true. a lot of the times, those passes were getting deflected. It was because there was a free rusher, and the guy that's free rushing is the one that's deflecting it. I mean, I, I forget the uh, the guy on the defensive line. It was the he's like the only white guy on their front seven, but he literally had like three pass deflections because nobody blocked him. I think Darnold was sacked like four times, four or five times, and yeah, it's the, the, there was no slide protection, no nothing. And yeah, the Jets, the, the offensive line hasn't really got a lot working together because people have been hurt and things like that over the, the preseason. But still, I mean, and even on that last possession, uh, 
he missed Robbie Anderson, who had at a good like two or three steps on the defensive back, overthrew him by like four yards. And I was like, all right, well, that, that's that's the game right there. I mean, he hits that. I think the Jets defense still holds with about, you know, a minute 30 left in the game. But, I mean, hey, it's division rival. The, the Bills are no slouch team. I, I think people don't give them enough credit. They did have the number two defense in the league last year. I just don't year. trust the offense. Oh, no, the offense. No, no, you don't have to trust the offense. But, I mean, to expect the Jets to just mow all over, you know, walk all over them was is kind of, like, absurd because they did have – they have a great defense. And, I mean, Ed Oliver – Although he wasn't big in the stat book on Sunday, he showed why he was drafted so high because he was doing a lot of the intangibles. You know, two offensive linemen had to take him on at, at different points. But you're saying, you're saying it's definitely not absurd. I think it's absurd because there's no reason why you for, force four turnovers in the first half and, you know, you can't convert on any of them. The only, the only time y'all scored throughout the whole game outside of – um. See, uh, CJ Mosley point is when Le'Veon got that two point conversion to his touchdown, and those literally contributed to the points the entire we game. We had a safety too. We well, safety. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, my oh, fault. So, right, okay, cool. So, so the so the defense scored eight of the sixteen points that y'all y'all had. It just it's just not right. Like Josh Allen played terribly, and y'all should have punished him for it. And shout out to um, Jamison Crowder because he actually was the only receiver that was really given um, Donald looks. But still, it just doesn't make sense. Y'all force four turnovers. And for y'all defense to play as well as it did and y'all lose by a point, that's terrible. That's unacceptable. That's a loss that y'all can't eat at home. I I, I just don't think that's right. Oh, no. I, I mean, I'm just used to this type of stuff happening for the Jets. But yeah, I mean, I agree. It's it's awful. It's, but you know what? It's 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 crazy though. Like throughout the game, it's not even like Bills' offense was anemic because they were eating up yards at yard after yard. Like on all their drives, I don't think they went three and out. They would get at least two or three first downs, and then the Jets would get uh, force a turnover. I mean, the first drive of the game, right before that fumble, they drove it from the twenty into the red zone. If it wasn't for uh, Jordan Jenkins strip sacking a, uh, you know. Uh, Josh Allen, I think they, they they would have put points up on the board. Uh, same thing later on in the game with uh, one of the interceptions. So, I mean, it's not to say that the Jets defense was playing remarkable. I think they did get lucky at times, but you're right. You know, you force four interceptions at home and you don't turn the ball over on offense. You you should win that game. And another underrated aspect about that game is definitely the, the special teams. Because you have a missed field goal and you have a missed uh, extra point. That's four points right there. So... I feel like y'all gonna cut that kicker. Oh no, we did already. We we signed we signed some we signed somebody today. But it goes back to uh, not paying Jason Myers the Pro Bowl kicker from last year. dollars. Oh. But you know that's you know that was oh, my. Yeah, uh, it seems like Adam Vinatieri's cracking. Lord man, he dead missed two. He missed. Well, I want to say three field goals. He missed two field goals and what an extra point. Father Great. Time is undefeated, man. I was literally, literally talking about like they were making jokes about what Andrew Luck retired with. Except if Terry was like, you could retire. Crazy. But, um, crazy, crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and ironically enough, the Colts lost by seven. <laughs> I mean, by six. They lost by six. Literally two field goals and an extra point. Crazy how, how, how things happen in the NFL. Yeah, man. But I mean, they lost. They lost me money anyway, so it doesn't really matter. They're probably oh. going to be a feel good team this season, you know. Well, regardless, and you know, now that their expectations are cut, that kind of puts more on Jacoby Brissett, just being like, now you know, no one expects us to do anything. So let let's see what I can really do. You know, show them. 
crazy thing is with that game, Jacoby, he looked very regular, but mm -hmm. Marlon Mack really carried carried a lot of the load. And um T Y T Y actually put in a lot of work too, especially on that last touchdown. Yeah, that last one was that was T Y doing T Y things. Yep. And then they had a lot of help from their defense. Malik Hooker coming through with that clutch ass interception. Oh man, that interception was pretty. I was watching it live too. One handed joint. Mm. But anyhow, all right. And I really didn't want to get to this, but let's talk about my Giants. Let's talk about our teams, man. Priorities. Uh, yeah. There, is there much to talk about? Now here's the problem. Dak basically said, "Fuck the both of y'all. I'm worth this forty million." He said, right. "I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw right. for no, a perfect didn't. path." Yeah, no, I, I don't. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he don't know because of the same, the same oh, question, man. the same question I asked John. Same question I asked. Him, is it valid? He did you see the passes he was? There was nobody on these wide receivers. Jason Witten's touchdown, wide open. Mari Cooper's touchdown. Pretty much, he had like three steps on the dude, right? The I forget who else caught a touchdown, but it was right over the middle. Nobody within seven yards of him. Mo, and then Zeke had a uh, rushing touchdown. Like those, all the like, one for the to the tight end. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, but there was a ton of these passes that were just wide open. The, the Giants secondary is awful. This is what I will say about the Giants secondary is. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a very tough game to watch, especially after the first drive, because the first drive, Saquon broke that big run. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> all right, whatever. We might, you know. And then we just couldn't cover anybody. Antoine Buffet, he kind of was lacking a little bit at safety. DeAndre Baker, he's a rookie. So I think he's going to grow, in, grow into his role. Outside, outside of that, though, the secondary just was not there just was not there they just played they just had a bad game collectively they couldn't figure out what what um Kellen Moore and Dak and Dak Prescott was doing but yeah the one thing I will say I'll give uh Kellen Moore and Dak Pro Dak Prescott their credit because they really tore the defense up and it's not easy to throw for a perfect passer rating even against a bad defense um so I'm I mean, obviously, as a Giants fan, I'm very sad to see that, you know, that we, that we lost. But DeAndre Baker, he's going to grow into his role. Um, the secondary was really non-existent outside of um, – not even outside of because they all play bad. Um, there wasn't really any highlights from the from the secondary. I think they're just going to have to play better. They're also playing in a new defensive system, so it's going to take them some time to really adjust to that. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. It was just a overall. It was a pretty miserable, miserable like loss. Yeah. But like I told, like I told J JT early in the week, I said I would rather lose by thirty than lose by one. That's ugh. even though we only lost by eighteen. Well, at least you but, know you're gonna lose one of them. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I can't be mad because we lost to a team that that is on paper better than us, and we mm -hmm. lost to a team that is at home. So it's it's not like you know, it, it's it's not like yeah, and the is, offense showed like they can do things. Oh yeah. Well, I mean the offensive line, and that's the next thing I want to get. The offensive line actually is blocking. And they block, and what happened? Eli threw for over 300 yards and threw for a touchdown. Wow. Look yeah. at that. Stop look, the Eli slander, people. Look look at that. Isn't that isn't that something? Stop the Eli slander. The greatest thing I heard was someone compared Eric Flowers to a plastic lawn chair. <laughs> a plastic lawn chair. And even even so, I still don't think Eli is that great, but I, it's just very refreshing seeing him not not suck it up, not not suck it up. But I still think it's coming once we play a really really good defense because mm -hmm. we play the Bears, we play the Bills, 
We play the Jets. We got good defenses that are that are coming. So, you know, he's going to make some mistakes, but I just don't want fans to overreact and just say that we're losing strictly because of Eli. That's it. And I'm looking forward to the rest to the rest of the season. Oh, and also uh the kid got in. Uh Dale Jones, he played for he played for uh a drive at the end of the um the f- the fourth quarter. I mean, it's that's, that's good. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's good. That's that's it. Get him as much experience as he can because we already know next season he's is this is gonna be his show. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Eli for sliding that's once during that game. Was, Eli was actually looking like a mobile quarterback for a little bit. So you're wrong, man. Well, I mean well, honestly, I'm, talking, I'm talking about relatively. Oh, yeah, relative to Eli. Yeah. But honestly, what we just need to do is just combine the two New York teams. And then we'll have one functioning team. Well, it would be nice if we could just combine the Mets and the Yankees because, listen, <laughs> and it would be even best better. record in baseball with um, well, not anymore, but best record in baseball with a uh, uh, ERA over four. Yeah, listen, crazy, because you do that, you do you you do that, and anyways, the difference is the Yankees are good, but like the Jets are like mediocre, and then the Giants are just bad. So it's like if you combine the two of them, then you go, okay, we'll have a solid team. But the, the problem with the Giants right now is very similar to the the, the problem that the Jets have. Is that like the, the Jets don't have corners, the Giants don't have corners. Yeah. It, you, I'm saying and JT I've emphasized that already. It's like they if neither teams can cover anybody, then it, it, it's pointless. You're just not gonna win games in the NFL. And then on top of not even being able to cover somebody, at least the Jets had a pass rush. We don't even have a pass rush, we just have Four down linemen trying to, you, you know, they're, they're placeholders. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully that'll change. Yeah, like the um, the way you're talking about the Jets, which you think about that Steelers team a couple of years ago, that um, their corners were just abysmal. Oh man, the Steelers, the Steelers really had no no corners at all. They had Ike, they had Ike Taylor who was garbage, and after that, Lord. Yeah, and the the Ravens were fucking Joe Flacco threw for like a million against them. See, but you can get away with that, though. That you can get away with mediocre having, Joe Flacco. You can get away with me having mediocre defense as long as you have a great offense. The Jets don't have that, so that's exactly if the Jets' offense had some type of pulse, we would have been able to get away with, you know, oh, the, maybe the, 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 the terrible play at the corners. You know, they still have the potential to get into a flow because you do have good players out there against like a like team. who? Because not you know, not every defense is going to be the bill. You know what I mean? What good defense? Oh, you're talking about the the Jets offense. I would yeah, say we have offense. no we have no good players in our secondary except for Jamal Adams and Marcus May, but they're safeties. Yeah, no, like I'm. We do have Nate Harrison offense. though. Yeah, our, it'll get there. Our offense will get there. You know, mm-hmm. I thought Le'Veon played pretty well in his first game. Um, the time it'll it'll get there. It's, Left it's week one. It's, it's week one. That's all I'm. That's all I'm going to say. My favorite Le'Veon moment from week one was the two point conversion, JT. He caught that joint, and a homie, and homie was really like, "Oh, I'm gonna really try and get this joint." And he fell. Le'Veon just caught it standing up, like, "Yeah, that was easy." I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I was fucking with it." See, Shout at that me. moment, I thought we were gonna win. Yeah, but Le'Veon's a receiver for real. That played running back. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's like six foot. Like he's taller than the average running, but he's like what six five, something like yeah, that. I think he's like six five, six four, yeah. six five. The average running back's only like six one. You're supposed to be like small and compact. And then you got him and Derrick Henry, big ass. 
Oh yeah. Speaking that's that's a good segue into the what happened to the Browns because who buddy? Who same old Cleveland Browns, maybe? I don't know. No, I don't think so. That's, that's, I don't think so. You talk about bad losses. Yeah, that was a bad loss. I think that loss might be worse than the Jets, only from the standpoint where yes. there's a lot more expectations for the Cleveland Browns than the New York Jets. Like it's same old Jets, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the Browns, you bring in Odell, you have Nick Chubb, you have Njoku, you have all these new pieces, all these new toys, and you get blown out at home to the Tennessee Titans. And that's not, it's not to say the Tennessee Titans are a pushover team. They're in the playoffs literally two years ago and won a playoff game in Arrowhead. But at the same time, come on, we still have questions about Marcus Mariota. The line, like, I just don't understand how you give up 40-plus points to the Tennessee Titans at home, your home opener. This was supposed to, this was supposed to be the day where you come out and it's like, all right, yep, all the hype was real. We're going to smack these guys by two or three touchdowns. We're here. We're legit. And what happens? Now you have a lot of questions going into that Monday night matchup next week against the Jets. It's going it's to be a big game between the Jets and the Browns. Well, definitely, definitely, is, definitely, definitely is going to be a big game for both teams. But in regards to uh, Cleveland, Cleveland losing, I think it's just a reality check. You got to think, they're a very young team. They're a very young team. Baker is a very young quarterback. Nick Chubb is a is a very young running back. Jarvis Landry, Odell, the relatively young dudes. Miles Garrett is a very is is a relatively young guy, and those are like the faces of this team, right? Um, and they have a new they have a new head coach. You know, they have to learn how to win. That becomes a mentality with time. And plus, the way that the media has been talking about them, making them they they probably feel like they're better than they actually are. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be difficult for these young dudes to really put into perspective that, like, how to win mm-hmm. and how to not lose by 30 at home. They, you know, I think this, I, I, I don't want people to overreact and think that, all right, the Browns are not going to be good. Now, they're, they're going to be fine. They've just got to figure a couple of things out. I think this is a big wake up call for them and they'll be they'll be perfectly OK. Yeah, and, I still stand by that too. Yeah. And so, like, when it comes to for this week, who disappointed and who impressed for me, I, I will say that that is the team that I feel like disappointed outside of the Jets. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think the Jets and the Browns are probably like the two most disappointing teams this week. But ironically enough, they play each other on, on Monday night. And we'll get into our picks later. But I want to ask y'all who, do y'all, who who impressed y'all this week? Hold on. Just before we go into that, I just yeah. want to. Um, round out the AFC North. Yeah. Uh them Steelers. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's week hmm. it's week one. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I, don't know. I love I love they Juju. They look terrible on both sides of the ball. I love Juju, but guess what? There's no A B drawing a lot of attention anymore. It's week one. Yeah, you're right though. That's that's one hundred that's one hundred percent fact. And I think that a lot of people are going to question whether or not Juju is going to be able to be a one receiver. I still think he's he is a one receiver, but he's he's good he's good enough, but this is literally the first week that he gets the opportunity. That's why I'm not going to overreact and say nah, Juju's not going to be This is Porzingis without Melo. Like yo, the whole defense is focusing on me. What do I do? Yeah, I think that's a good comparison, but I think I think Juju will be fine. Just like I think James Conner will be fine. Well, maybe not so much James Conner because I think last year was more more of a fluke than it was um, who he actually is. 
they was kind of he kind of had more to play for because you know he didn't know when Le'Veon was gonna come back if he even did. Now it's it's him. He's the primary back. Mm-hmm. But Juju, even with AB, he was putting in work. So you can you know that Juju was able to do it. It's mm-hmm. just a fact of you know will he be will he be able to? And it's against the it's against the Patriots. Like the Patriots are literally the best team, in the league, probably the best team in the league. Um, they play the Seahawks next week. It's gonna be very interesting. You know, because they're going to be putting a lot of pressure on Ben. That front seven is pretty tough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the, I think the Steelers will be will will be okay. You know, but I don't know. Like you know, you picked the Steelers, um, and then a lot a lot of other people did too. Like they're just yo Mike Tomlin is locker room back all this stuff. Like that's cool, but you still lost out on a lot of talent, and the Steelers aren't as much of a system as the Pats. So. Uh. For as much as you saying that, um, they're not as much as a system as the Pats. I mean, they must be because Tomlin's been the coach for a very long time, and I say a very long time as relative to NFL years. So, but they, I, I mean, feel like they've always had pieces. Talking about the Steelers or the Patriots? Yeah, the Steelers. I mean, they still do. They definitely still have pieces. It's just a matter of if it can be put together or not. Like Ben is still there. They still have an O line. They still have Juju. They still have James Conner. Mm-hmm. And go, just going based off of last season, like they had, they literally had pieces, and they were mm-hmm. good enough to make the playoffs last year. It's just that. Well, last year they had AB. Yup. I mean that's true. They got other people that's go, that's probably gonna step up. I think Vance McDonald's probably gonna probably gonna end up having a decent season. Um, but AB is a big hole. Yeah, you can't you can't replace Antonio Brown. Like, mm-hmm. let me let, let's clarify that you you uh, you obviously can't replace AB, but um, a one A receiver is not winning you a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's go back to uh, you said who who impressed us this week? Yeah. Who because like, yeah, obviously I think across the board, y'all said the Browns it was really the disappointment for yeah. y'all. But who who impressed y'all? Uh, you can go first, JT. Mm, you know what I was impressed by? And I don't know if it's just week one. I was impressed by the uh, Packers' defense. Yeah. Uh, mm. I, I, was, uh, I was not expecting. I know we all picked the Bears to win, but I I, I got to hand it to you that I've never seen a game where Aaron Rodgers didn't ball out offensively and the defense picked him up, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, hey, if, if that's what their defense is going to be like, you know, or something close to that, all season, I mean, the Packers have a legitimate shot of going to the Super Bowl. Let you know, screw running the division. That I mean, they pretty much will have that down, you know, packed. I mean, if their offense just gets some type of life, I mean, I get it. It's the first uh, first game with Matt Lafleur. Uh, so, but I was really impressed by the uh, the Packers defense on Thursday. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, no, I'm watching that game, I know that they were. Uh... You're talking about it. And it's like you see them on the sidelines with the defensive coordinator. Like they really built this defense in the ground up. Like, yo, we need to have a good young defense so that we can really support Aaron. So uh that's dope to see. But um, yeah, all right, you pick that. Um hmm. I'll tell you how it is. For me, I think it was Oakland, surprisingly enough. I think that they overcame a lot of adversity, I guess, especially with them facing a lot of negative media. With uh, the, yeah, yeah, with the whole with the whole AB situation, and I really like how Derek Carr kind of came out first drive touchdown, did his thing. Um, 
and Josh Jacobs, the young rookie that they got out of Bama, mm-hmm. he really he put in work too. And I feel like a lot of fantasy owners are happy that they that that they got him. Um, and I think them coming out is setting a precedent against the uh, eh, Browns team. I mean, not Browns and Denver team. Um, really set really says a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know Oakland might may be better than what people think, and I think that's kind of what. Gruden will drive his play because you can tell just based off of hard knocks, hard knocks, he's a player's coach. Like they really like this guy. Yeah. Um, so I think um the Raiders probably was the biggest surprise for me this week. Okay. Um, I think for me, I think it might be the Niners. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I never really believed in the Bucks anyway, but uh, I know Jameis is your boy. But he looks like he's uh, running out of chances here. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. I didn't expect the Niners to to play that well. You know, Jimmy G's been looking really rusty and everything. But um, just having a competitive team seems like you know that's all you can really start for. This is the first real year, you know, that now that he's actually playing, of um, you know, the building up and having that new offense and everything. Uh, having Shanahan over there, right? Kyle Shanahan, yeah. Um, so I, I think they impressed you just like it, they got a good floor again. You know, they're, they're showing that there, there could be something there and they're going to be like, they're not going to be a walk in the park. It seems like I'm not, again, not saying that the bucks are good, but, um, yeah, no, it's going to be dope. I, I think that's cool. Like the more teams being good and being competitive is good for the league in general. And, you know, it's, it's, it's dope to see. Well, definitely. Um, yeah, I was actually watching that game. So, and weird enough, we were talking about this last week, like, oh, this might be a pretty good game. That that That's a game we did not want to see. Both quarterbacks really did not play well. Like, Jimmy didn't really play that well. Jameis kind of stunk it up a little bit. And I don't know. You could say it was a defensive game, but it really wasn't a defensive game. Both quarterbacks just looked incapable of playing. Um, but... Jameis really do- doesn't look good. I really want him to be good, but you know, um, I don't believe. Ah, it's gonna be tough. I still think that you know, with Arians as a coach, I think you know it'll be different. They play the Panthers this week. It's gonna be another tough game, and Cam didn't look that great this week either. So, um, it's gonna be interesting. But um, speaking of that and matchups. Let's, uh, I think it's time we make some uh, week two picks and look ahead for this next week. Yeah. Um, funny you wants to read it off so I could just write everything down. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll read it off. Right. So I'll go in order. I'll go from uh, Thursday night up until uh, Monday night. So I kind of just said it. Uh, Thursday night, we got uh, the Buccaneers at the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, Panthers. I really forcing my hand now, but I'm gonna go Panthers at home. And then after that, we got uh Cardinals at Ravens. Not even a question, boy. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'll go uh, Ravens. Yeah, battle the birds. I think I got the Ra- I got the Ravens in a close one though. We got the Chargers at Lions. Chargers go, oh, yeah. Chargers go. Yeah. 
You know, I'm going to go with the Lions just off the strength that that was a real close one that they lost last week and they really shouldn't have lost. They, yeah, but no one expected the, the Cardinals to actually – didn't expect the game to be as close. We all picked on the the Lions too, I feel like. like we just I, think, I, I think we did. Well, well I mean, yeah, but take yeah. – but. Oh, that's how we all lost. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. disclaimer, audience. Yeah, we all lost one because the Lions and the Cardinals tied. No, I picked the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, because they tied. That's well, they right. well, yeah, right. They tied. We, yeah, they tied. Ooh. So we all we all lost that one. Technically, one of us ever I, predicts a tie, bro. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, we gold medal. Just send it into the to the to the radio hall of fame right there. First um, time, long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First side, low tie. That's a fact. Uh, Colts at Titans. I'm, I'm gonna take going Colts. Yeah, I'm a, I, I think I'm going to go Colts on the road on that. I'll go Titans. Uh, I, th- I think they roll with the momentum. Yeah, the I get that. Derrick Henry did pretty solid, too. It's not bad. Uh, 49ers at Bengals. Mm. Oh man, Bengals, See, Bengals didn't look bad last. Uh, last they week. they really didn't, and that's why I, I I think I'm gonna go with the Bengals, even though they lost to the Seahawks last week. They really didn't look Seahawks bad in that game. Yeah, that's yeah. I think I'm gonna go with the Bengals as well. Uh, just to mix things up, I'll go 49ers. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. Their, their defense was on point. They had like 28 points on offense. Not sorry, they had like 28 fantasy points. Uh. This past week, they had like two interception returns for a touchdown, a forced fumble, mad sacks. Like they, I mean, yes, it was against not the, the best Buccaneer. competition. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was about to say. But, James threw what three picks that day? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, James really had a bad day. He was struggling, man. But now I guess only only time will tell really if the four if that was just because of 49 defense or himself because of week one you don't really know. Um, man, I feel like James says week one shits all week every year of his season. Amen. Man's lost his job to Fitzpatrick last year. No Jameis slander will prosper in this podcast. Jameis isn't prospering. Um, all right, so you got the Jaguars at Texans. And I guess the Jaguars would also be no no, it was home last week. Yeah, Jags and Texans. Uh Texans. Gardner Minshew. I, I he would have been my second pick as a surprise. But uh I don't see it happening again. Yo, especially with that's the Texans. Crazy. Yo, Minshew really came in, started bugging last week. I was like, yeah. okay, yo, he's 80%, pretty good. Yeah, 80% completion uh, percentage. So I came in like Tim Tebow. Yeah, two tutties in a, in, a, in a pick. That's pretty decent, bro. But uh, yeah. I'm going to rock with the, with, uh, with the Texans on this. Yeah, Same, same. Cool. Um, Vikings at Packers. Ooh, at Packers? Packers. At, at Lambeau. Yeah, go Pack, go. Mm-hmm. They both won first week. It's not cold outside yet, so I don't really would say the Packers have an advantage. So I'm going to rock with the Vikings on this. Okay. That's a fair pick, especially the way uh, their running game looked. Oh, yeah. Those two things, they were like um, they were like the, the Ravens talking about running and then coming up passing, and then same thing, the, the Vikings out here showing off their run game. Mm-hmm. But um, still Green Bay at home and the way that defense looked. Yep. My son Aaron's not about to have two like okay games in a row. That's true. Yeah, he definitely gonna kill, but Kirk also might might kill. Well, guess we'll see though, because I don't know. Dalvin Cook looked really good last week. He did, he did. But then again, that Packers defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they look legit, man. Yep. Um, so Cowboys at Redskins. Ooh. 
See, the thing with the Redskins is that they actually played decent in the first half last week. They did. They just, they just, you know, the Eagles is just better than them. They just came back. It's like one of those things just up, oh, snap back to reality. Yeah, that uh, that Vernon TD though. Yeah, Five. that's pretty. That's yeah, it's very came emotional. Yeah, I know, I know, I know how it get, bro. Like he said, he lost his grandfather. He was crying and stuff after the fact. He said he dedicated that to him. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, but uh, I think Dallas keeps momentum. Mm. So uh, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I think that uh, they're gonna do the damn thing. I think Dak got something to play for now. He got to prove to everybody that he's nice. So that is, he's all right. I'll go Cowboys. They're just Cowboys. more talented. Mm. Okay. Seahawks at Steelers. Oh. Yeah. I'll take Seahawks. Oh, I think I'm going to take Seahawks too. Oh. I told you. I told y'all last week. I didn't think the Steelers were going to this year. I thought they were going to be 8 and 8, 9 and 7. And you know what? Steelers defense. I'm sorry. Uh, Seahawks defense gonna, is going to come after them again. Man, look. I might, I might be messing my own money up here, but I'm going to go with Pittsburgh at home. That's the um, thing. They're home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's they're home. Big, but you know what else is big? The Seahawks front seven. I thought we were you were going to go in a different direction there. Wow. Um, I'm glad you didn't, John. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Uh, oh, Lord. G- uh, Bills and Giants. Uh, you know, it's a good defense against a pretty solid offense. And both the other sides of the ball are trash. But defense wins championships. Mm. But does it win regular season games, though? It might. The Ravens did it, right? I'm going with my G-men. And as word to Michael Strahan. Honestly, I feel you. And I also feel that, like, I might end up picking the Ravens almost all season. Because they, I feel like they realistically have a chance almost every week. Yeah, so, I ain't mad at that. That fan bias is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Justin's already picking the Bills because they smoked y'all last week. It's like, nah, they ain't smoke y'all, but you know what I mean. I'm thinking the Bills because they're a better team talent-wise. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse me, Justin. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> That's why I took them last week. But uh, anyways. <laughs> Too shit. Pa- Patriots at Dolphins, but we can just skip over that. Um, uh, Chiefs at Raiders. Ooh, Chiefs. This might be good. Yeah, this might be this might be a good game, but I think the Chiefs still go win. Um the motion can only oh, take you so far. Well, three of these last couple games are very gonna be very interesting. Saints at Rams. Ooh. Saints. Oh no, they're in LA. Yo, uh, I'm ta- I'm taking New Orleans on this. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do that too, man. I feel like it's a it's a revenge game. It, it, it's a, this is a revenge game. There's no way. There's yeah. no way that New Orleans loses this game. I would put. I don't know what I'll put on it, but there's no way they lose this game. You already know Sean Payton is hyping these dudes up, talking about oh that should have been us in the Super Bowl. If we was in the Super Bowl, we would have won that shit. This, that, and third. Yo, there's no way. There's no way New Orleans loses this game, Justin. Uh, I'll go Rams just because. Shut up! Your your pain is yeah yeah pain is irrelevant now. See see you see how we do me you see y'all see, <laughs> nah. y'all see how do? I'm only doing it just because I like I like mixing things up. Nah, I, I got like, you. 
but I, I, I mean, I expect, I hope that Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara bowl out because they're on my fantasy team. But I, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a high scoring like game, like like 38, 35, like something like that. That's going to come down to the final, you know, minute of the game. Uh, but it should be fun. It should. Be, is that uh that is that the uh, game of the week? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I'm. Yeah, that's a, that's a four twenty five joint. All right, bet. Yeah, that's joint gonna be crazy. And you got uh Bears and Broncos. Hmm. Bears. Interesting. I don't like how their their offense did not look good. Yeah, but the defense is too good, and the Broncos are to have Joe Flacco. Yeah, I've seen enough Joe Flacco. I'm gonna go with the Bears. I'll go Bears. Um, ooh, Eagles at Falcons. Eagles. At Falcons. A lot, of, a lot of bird matchups this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, hmm. I'm rocking with the Falcons. I said Falcons. The Falcons. Falcon punch. <laughs> yeah, I'm rocking with the Falcons this week. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Yeah, I feel like Carson just got to get some rust and shit off. I feel like the the way that the the Falcons played last week, they really did not play well. It's only a matter before that offense just get whipped into shape. I think it's, that's going to be another high scoring game. I think, and then for the Monday night game, Browns at Jets. Mm, Browns. Uh, yeah, I, I go Browns. Oh wow, Justin, you going against your own team? You'd be surprised how many times I do this. Wow! I told you I know my team. <laughs> like this is a bit. This is a big. I mean, you talk about big matchups. I mean, this is literally the break, the make or break point of the season for both teams. I think if the Jets lose, playoff aspirations are out the window. Um, if the Browns lose, it just makes it even that much harder for them to get to the playoffs. I'm gonna go with the Browns. All right. So those are our week two picks and um yeah i think it's a good way to wrap up our sports part in this episode um clearly heavy on the football again there's not really anything else going on so might as well just go all in on week one especially after uh it was pretty eventful um yeah and now we can just head right into anime book club (laughs) love the excitement uh yeah anime book club this week was part five and it was re-zero starting life in another world episodes 16 through 18 so three episodes this week you guys can start it i'll 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 run at the end like i know you guys had some feelings towards it yeah so episode 16 was fairly interesting because actually before i even just get into individual episodes i just want to talk about like in general um there's a lot of interesting relational development with rem and subaru and uh-huh. guess who yeah. called it i called yeah. this like three episodes ago i think you yeah i definitely think you did but i also said that but but it's kind of, it was fairly obvious though i also said i said it too because i was like yo she's definitely like the hinata of uh, like relationship but she's a lot more upfront with it and it's just so crazy like how the the protagonist on every anime show will have a girl that's madly about him or her and there's like nah i want the one that don't want me crazy <laughs> so who do you think he's gonna end up with because you know naruto ended up with with hinata at the end 
Well, yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, and that's the one that he was really crazy about. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't that, that he wasn't really crazy about. She was really until crazy until the uh, was it until the war? Yeah, right. Until the war, I think he ends up with nobody. To be honest, mm. I think he ends up with nobody. And, and I mean, I mean, just going off, just going off. I think he's gonna end up like right back at that convenience store, that gas station. Like nothing ever happened. That's my prediction for how, <laughs> like, a, like an elementary school writing sample. And he woke yeah. up, and, and then it was all the dream. <laughs> that's a fact. That's how I'm. That's how I'm predicting the show ends. But uh, nah, in terms of the love life thing, I don't think he ends up with with either M- Amelia, Ram, Ram. Village girl, he's not enjoying nobody. Comment like, yeah, it was definitely a lot of this. There's a lot of episodes. This was spent a lot on building relationships and establishing things. I mean, how episode 15 ends? Like we see, like the giant monster cat cut off his head, right? But then episode 16 starts off where he's kind of back at the Croche's mansion. Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit confused at that as to. Oh, I think they just skipped it. Yeah. They just skipped him. Yeah, they just like, skipped it. Okay. But this is no, that episode was, I like that episode because it showed that it showed just how weak he was. And all the other candidates showed him how he was weak. Like, yo, when he was talking was... to Crush and she was mm. like, nah, B, like, what, what's in it for me? If I help Amelia, she's automatically disqualified. If I don't help her, about she's going to die. With him. Yeah. Yep. And then Five. Anastasia. Anastasia dead just read him his rights at the at the table at the uh, the cafe. She oh, was like, "Yeah, bro. I knew what you needed. You didn't know what I need, so I knew it was easy pickings for you." I was like, "But wow. that's so bad, though. Like, you can't go into an, into a negotiation asking for things with people who are more powerful than you and not being able to offer them anything." He had nothing to offer these people. And even think about in uh one of the earlier episodes where he kind of used his own logic against Beatrice. To, to to so that he could so that she could help him, mm-hmm. you know. It's just like when he's not in a position where he can offer something, it just makes him look weaker than what he actually is. Even though he is fairly weak, it's very annoying. Like especially when when um Anastasia played played him, and she he was like, "All right, well, I got what I needed, so I'm just leave." And then everybody in the restaurant got up. I'm Yo, like, her oh. guard. that was a boss move. That was wild because I didn't even realize I didn't even re- realize that. I noticed the hoods in the background. As soon as she said it, she was like, private guard. And I was like, these people, so something seems afoot. They seem to all be wearing the same thing. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen this shit before, but I deadass forgot most Wait, of this part. But how about when uh, old girl, I forget her name, though. Oh, the one the red. Yeah, Priscilla. She was that? like, yeah, you're going to have to suck these toes, nigga. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, was no. That was I was ter- like, this is was nonsense. Ter- that was terrible. And he really did it. And she and she was like, nah, you gotta get up out of here. Cause you like, really, nah, you really is you really is just desperate. Pussy. Yeah, basically, because he was. He was really that desperate trying to save this. Like, oh man. And I did and going back to uh when he was um the first the first girl he was talking to, he was basically saying that he just wanted revenge on the on the um yeah. on the on the people without even saying that he want to save Amelia. That's why she yeah. was like, nah, I'm not even, I'm not even going to help you. Like she was like, I believe you. You're very truthful that you believe that this cult is going to attack, but don't seem like you actually care about saving people. It seems yeah. like you just want to kill them. Yeah. And then he froze, he froze. He's like, he stepped forward. And uh-huh. then the, the dude is like, Wilhelm was like, nah, nah, nah. 
Yeah, Wilhelm. Take a step back. Take a step back. <laughs> right. Wilhelm pulled up. He was like, "Yeah, sorry." He, he, was, he was like, "He's like, sorry, geez. Nah, you not. You can't step no closer." Or he's like, "I know we we, we boys and all, but I can't let you do this, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you scaring me, bro." <laughs> Yeah, he, he said, he said, he said, hold on, hold on, hold on, player. You're yeah. too close, man. You're too close. Too close. <laughs> like, like, step back for I, I likes you, but don't make me do something I'm gonna regret. Please, <laughs> please don't make me do this. That's yeah. what uh, what's his face said too. The uh, like, Silas guard. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was like, yo, you my man. So, like for reals, I fucks with you heavy, but like if I stay out here and talk with you any longer, she actually gonna make me kill you. So like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's mad funny. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be a, a, a dick at first, but nah, yeah. he's actually hilarious. Yeah, no, nah, um I like these episodes um just pointing out like a lot in Subaru, like pointing out all the things where it's like, huh. Like it, it really makes you think, especially when Amelia's talking about it, like, yo, you keep saying all these wants and all these things you want to do and stuff, but you're not explaining anything. And it was like, yeah, like you just want. You just want, and you're not making any sense and then he was just like nah what are you talking about and then <laughs> this string of episodes is him realizing it yeah. um that i think was this was some powerful shit man and, uh, was... we didn't get to episode 18 yet we talk about that a little bit later but um that was some real shit in that episode yeah definitely yeah that was going on in that episode so yeah on the episode 17 yo 17 i don't even want to like oh bro when so, a lot happened. Yeah, there was yeah, 17 was a lot to digest. Um, for those of you quick recap, 17 uh was where you really get the extent of the uh, white whale. Um chasing him. Um all of a sudden no one remembers Rem. And then you got when he goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'ma just tell her, I don't care what you do to me. And they're like, All right, you don't care what happens to you. We understand you don't care about death. And then watch what we do. <laughs> just caressed his heart and was like, watch this. And then just off the like that. That was nah when bro. that no bro, when that happened, I was on a phone, but I was actually paying attention like to the thing. And this is not when I'm watching the, the sub version, I'm watching the dub version. Yeah. And I'm I'm seeing it and I'm like, oh, like they really kill her, bro. I was like, that yo. Was Wild, yeah, nah, that shit was crazy. I don't, this is the thing I don't remember, like, because it's been so long since I watched the full thing. There's a lot of things that, like, I don't remember, like, these two episodes. So, like, seeing that, I remember part of it, like, I remember the whale and shit, but like that shit, I did not remember. So even to me, I was like, oh shit, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, it just crushes his heart, right? And then it was like, nope, it just tickled his heart. And then was like, yeah, we just going off you girl right right in front of you. I was more surprised that he got it out. That's why I was like, what? Mm-hmm. He actually was able to say this shit? Nah, that's crazy. Yeah. But I think what, what surprised me, though, is how calm Beatrice was about it. Because she pulled up in the room. She was like, oh, dang, Amelia's dead. Uh, but I'm not going to. And then uh, uh, Subaru was like, can you kill me, please? And she's like, I ain't going to kill you. Like, you're talking loud right now. Yo, you know why Beatrice didn't kill him? Why? So this is my theory. I think because Beatrice really be on some real freaky witch shit. She's, I think she's still contractually bound to him. Mean, and if you go back to How the other episodes, 
Roby. No, no, I, I see what Miles is saying because Subaru asked her to protect him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though he even though he died mad times, I think that she's probably the only person that actually is aware of you the um like the 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 return by death. The, exactly the return by death. That's my conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is true or not. I honestly That's an interesting theory. Yeah. I because only because she's not really in the show very often. Well, at least like in up to episode 18. But she kind of comes in and out as she pleases. However, it's like whenever she comes in, she kind of leaves these very subtle hints as to like with Subaru, like that she knows what's going on. Exactly. And it's very mm. it, I'm very I'm very suspect of it. Like because obviously the reason why Subaru came back to the castle was because to you know save Amelia and all of them of trouble. Or to not even just that, but to get revenge on the the one dude. Um, I think the reason why they sent her out is because, the, well, you know, remember when when uh, Beatrice sent them in that like little little like uh, that little wormhole thing, and then they and then they was outside, and then the um, mm-hmm. all the people came through. Yeah, like they probably sent them sent all of them out just because like she like like they, she has to she has to know what's up, and that's what what ended up leading to Puck. Going full out, um, Gara in the tuning exam type shit, <laughs> bugging. I don't know. Um, that's a really interesting theory. My thing is, um, I do believe she exists outside of space and time. I never put that together. It's the reason why she didn't kill him, though. But um, I just thought I just think she actually cares about him and doesn't really care that much about Amelia. So I feel like she actually is just like, yo, like I know that he's a genuine person, even though he's annoying, and I just can't like bear to do it. Right. Um, and I think she did just kind of drop him off in the forest. And as we know, the witch's cult was in the forest anyway. And they can smell that the witch's smell is on Subaru. We do know that. Right. But yeah, that does lead us right into the whole episode 18. Um, Puck's final form. And just, again, just sobering realizations of Subaru. Oh, also you get to see um, the extent of Beetlejuice's power. Yeah, now. Nah. Like, oh, and the yeah. fact that um that that uh Subaru could actually see his hands. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's the only one that can see the hands. Which makes sense because remember when he, when they were talking about like the mana and all of that, and like he has the shadow joint, and that, how the shadow one is like mad uncommon. That was like I was like, oh, all right. That's, I was like, okay, there it is. He's actually useful for something. <laughs> yeah, seeing the freaking tights in the hands. Yeah, but um. No, yeah, that that and then I think the funniest thing about the puck interaction was like after he goes, Yo, like you failed, you you didn't like you you broke the promise, you broke the second promise, and then you let her die. And he was like, and now I have to destroy the world. Like <laughs> he's like, That's you know, that's her deal. Amelia's destroy dead. us all. <laughs> exactly. He's like Amelia's dead, so gotta kill everybody. <laughs> My man, Puck, my man Puck is loyal as hell. He was like, yeah. yo, there's really no purpose in me living anymore. Uh, uh, of my existence this world, anymore. Yeah. yeah, of this world. So I'm just going to kill everything. I'm like, dang. And honestly, it's wild. Because then there's another thing where it's literally when Beetlejuice tries to kill him. And he goes, oh, this is nothing. Like, the witch needed all this shit. So it's like, Puck fought the witch? and is Amelia actually like she might actually be connected to the real witch for real if 
Puck's with her and Puck is contracted to be with her if anything happens that he has to destroy the world. So I, that's another thing that I never really picked up in the first time I watched it. You know, the other times where it's like rewatching it now fully. It's like, yo, like that little shit they slid in there. Like if Puck fought the witch and the witch, I guess, defeated him and had him turned into that, you know, because even when Beatrice is like, oh, he's dead, but Puck's not dead. He's just returning to his normal form. Like, that's that's interesting. So maybe after all, Amelia is actually related, but she's like that typical character and shit where it's like, oh, man, it's the one good child from a bad parent. Yeah, that was pretty wild. And then into, well, well, do you guys have any comments on that before we go into the other part of episode eight? Nah, I mean, nah. I mean, I mean, hey, John, you basically covered it all on eighteen. I'm trying to think, and that oh, was no, 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 and no. and on, on that puck part because oh, eighteen. Oh, bro! Oh, and the puck joint. Oh, before yeah, we go into eighteen. Oh, no, bro! Eighteen was the conversation on the rooftop. Oh my god, <sighs> JT, I need. I, I need I need Uncle Justin to really talk about it. You need me to break it down? All right, all right I got you. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, let's right, right, just a recap. So, so, so. All right. But all right, real quick, though. Did you guys notice how uh, Puck said the same thing that uh, I know you said Beetlejuice? Was that is that the Japanese translation of pet, Petula Geese? I mean, or are you that's just what calling I'm, up I'm Beetlejuice? Calling. Oh, okay. But it, it, it sounds like he, he's saying beetle geese. That's what it sounds like. So I'm just saying yeah. beetle juice. Did you notice that she called Puck called sorry, she uh Puck called Subaru slothful? Oh, I get oh yeah, he low-key did. Uh, said, right, before, you, right before right before he right before he oh, like, no, you're froze right, you're right. froze uh Subaru and like cracked him in half or whatever, like mm. you know, oh, he was like also, he was yeah. rat you you being slothful. You're right. That also reminded me, and this that can lead to another connection to the witch that might be there. Is um after Puck is like, oh shit, the fog's coming. That's gonna bring another one. I guess I gotta go. And he goes, oh, I, he's like, yeah, I think they're calling the white whale, but you know that's just gluttony. So if we know that the like archbishops are things that are relevant to the witch are done from the seven deadly sins, right? We have you know sloth there. Puck might be something. Now we know that the white whale is relevant and it's another mob beast or mob beast or whatever. And that's supposed to be gluttony. So pretty wild. But um, yeah, before we break it down, let's get that Uncle Justin recap of that conversation on the rooftop. Yeah, so uh, pretty much it was <sighs> Subaru was like, yeah, run away with me, Rem. And Rem was like, yeah, yeah, I hear all that. But if we leave, you're going to be a different person. Like the person I like now is like he won't exist. Once we leave, it'll be a totally different person. I I like the you that's here. That's like kind of like motivated or whatever, like whatever like that. All right. Then she drops the bomb to, you know, some people, not me, because I I knew how she was feeling. She was like, (laughs) yeah, I envisioned us you know moving away together having a house and she broke it down mad quick like she was like yeah we're gonna move, live in she like three different places we live in like three different places before then she was like it's embarrassing to say but you know i thought you was gonna you know this is uh, i'm speaking in, in, in rem's words she was like yeah thought uh you know you was gonna clap the cheeks you know quite a few times give us like you know three or four kids 
you know, they're going to be half demon, half human, but that's all right. Um, you know, and all this stuff. And it was like, dang. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to die first and it's going to be mad beautiful. I'm like, damn. I'm sitting there like, damn, Ram, that's some deep shit. Like, you got me feeling like I should just jump through the TV right now. I'm going to save you. Um, oh, shit. Make you want to marry Ram right there. Right? Um, and then it got, then it got deep. Then it just went into hell. Subaru was just berating the crap. I never seen such self-loathing. Oh my gosh. Like it was a totally new low. Like I've never seen anybody tear themselves to shreds the way that he did. And you know, what's crazy. It all made sense. How like the whole thing with him doing all this stuff was just mad fake. Uh, like him, when he was doing the practicing, uh, his swordsmanship with Wilhelm, he was like, yeah, I wasn't trying to actually get strong. I was just trying to trick myself into thinking I was doing something because I want it, I want results, but I don't want to actually do it. I want to say, I want to talk about it, but I'm not actually going to do it. And I want to trick myself into thinking I'm going to do it, but I'm not. And I was like, dang, that's wild. But he's absolutely right. Cause this man don't be doing nothing. Yep. Absolutely nothing. He just be getting in the way sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing he really did good was save the villagers. He might be more useless than Sakura. But I mean, he is because at least Sakura, you know, at least, at least Sakura kept, people. Yeah. yeah. And she kept Naruto alive, like, yep. you know, long enough for uh, oh, him man. to get to the point where he was like, yeah. Mad. My son Subaru is more useless than Sakura as well. That's almost more useful. I mean, he might be almost as useless as Kiba. Kiba, <laughs> Kiba, Kiba trash. Kiba, like, every time Kiba on the screen, I'm like, yo, get this off the screen. My gosh, nobody cares about your, your rivalry with Naruto. Well, like, he's got puppies. Everybody loves puppies. That's what I'm saying. People fucks with Akamaru more than do Kiba. Like, but... Akamaru! But, but, but I digress. Um, yeah, that self-pity thing was crazy. Rem giving, it, give, giving her heart to him, basically. But the craziest part about the whole thing is he was just like, all right, look, that's all good and all. You know, I appreciate you wanting the future with me, but my heart still belongs to Amelia. For oh whatever, for, for whatever right. godforsaken reason. Nice. My son really just said, she's like, hey, poured his heart out. <laughs> she poured her whole heart out. He went, hey, Rem, I love Amelia. Just like that. That's it, period. Full stop. That's fucked up. And then they like continually casually to speak after that. Yeah, nah. I don't know. Honestly, it's it's good that like they got to the point where they developed Rem's character all the way from the point where she was really trying to kill him up until the point where they developed the relationship and like she gained the trust in him and saw that he's a hero more so than anybody else can because including oh, us as a viewer oh exactly yeah i was just about to say because even us we watch super and we're like yo he's the worst anime protagonist at least through 18 episodes that probably we've all ever seen because he just he just doesn't he just hasn't progressed where we think that he'd be at he's just not there yet and you know for all i know it could be coming but um I think she sees his heroics as more so of him being himself and being honest and being brave. And even what he did for the village and how kind of how he goes out of his way to help other people. 
But I think because we just see him as being unsuccessful doing so, we're just like, yeah, he's trash. <laughs> I get that. Yo, doesn't it doesn't it kind of almost seem like a it's almost it just feels like I don't know about you guys, but it feels like a almost like a debt of gratitude because she said, Oh yeah, you're my hero. You saved me in the forest and like you, you know, were the only one that kind of like believed in me, blah blah blah. And it's like, all right, like I get that, but there's nothing that he's really done. Like maybe she just admires his like courage or his his facade of courageousness. Um you know, maybe she just likes the the idea, the not actual, not actually Subaru, but the idea that Subaru, I guess, revolves around. Because she said, like, about her icy heart, you know, how it was like that, you know, after the death of her parents and after, you know, the sister lost the horn and Subaru is the only one that has broken that icy heart, whatever is how she actually cares about someone other than, you know, her sister. But it's just, I don't know, it just, her reasoning behind liking Subaru seems a little, like, kind of weird. I mean, I get it. I mean, it, it seems almost like a, like a worship, almost, if that kind of makes sense. My, all right, my thing about that is I feel like you're looking at it the wrong way. Because it's like, if you got to think, if you have someone who never really cared about their own life, and then one person actually was like, hey, like, you're important too. You should like you matter, and I care about your life. So like, come on, like just you know, care about yourself a little more, and then in the future, you know, we can actually like talk about it. You know, we can talk about what your life could be and not just what it is right now. So I feel like to someone who had nothing, that that's pretty big. So I feel like you're you. It sounds like at least that you're you might be downplaying the effect that you think that 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 would have on someone. Mm, possibly uh, this is very that whole scene was just a very a lot of emotions going bro, on that shit was deep it was and like me watching that shit bro you know shit get real and anime when it's like yo that i was talking about a conversation when it's mainly the whole episode them mm-hmm. just talking mm-hmm. bro, i was in my bag watching that scene yeah i was like to it. be honest when he was describing himself about to get deep on y'all a little bit you know, I'd be depressed and shit sometimes. But um again, yeah, no, like literally like when he was describing himself and the way he was like looking at him and just summing up the way he like the things that he's done up till now. Um, just first, like from an anime standpoint, him coming to terms with the fact that everything that all the other candidates said to him was being true, including what Amelia said about him just wanting um, him being really selfish about the situation and trying to make it seem like it's for other people, like shit like that. Like that self-realization from a, like just as if you were watching that shit was dope when it's like you have a protagonist actually have those like weaker points in that. And it's not just, oh man, I'm losing a battle or some shit. It's like an introspective, reflective weak point. Um, that's something that I feel like you don't see that often outside of it's like, oh man, I've been trying like really hard one way and it's just not working yeah um so i feel like that but then also like i said like just like personal note, like just the way he was talking about it was like yo like everything i'm doing like what am i really doing like i all this time i spent doing nothing and right. that's all i am like i could have been doing so much other shit and now that i feel like i have a chance to do something else i'm just so stuck in my ways of just being nothing that it's like i'm gonna pick things up and i'm gonna make it seem like i'm actually committing or i'm actually doing something 
reality i'm just trying to like you said like in reality i'm just trying to fool myself into actually doing something so to me that like i literally texted ari after and i was like yo like should watch the scene because i'd be feeling like not to the exact extent but i was like i'd be feeling like this sometimes yeah and um it's hard to explain and it's times where I've literally like you know texted her and been like hey like i'm just off right now like i and i can't explain it like and just seeing that shit is just like wow like that part of it sums it up pretty well i think that that's a good thing with subaru for as much as i always say like he sucks as a protagonist and this is relative to other animes so mm-hmm. don't think that i'm just saying he sucks just because is he's very humane and he's a very relatable character when it mm-hmm. comes to like actual human li- human life and characteristics like his courage and the way that he goes about certain things is very like relatable to to you know um to us on a day to day as to like how you could go about certain situations. Kind of what JT was saying, like that self-loathing, that kind of um realization of how he isn't the 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 strongest character, that's very that's a, those are very humane characteristics. Mm-hmm. So I think that even though he lacks in, you know, regular protagonist strength. His main Your traditional thing, character, yeah, right, yeah. He's a he's a very untraditional protagonist, but I kind of fuck with it just to a degree that like he's he's more human than the rest of them. Like I mm-hmm. can relate more to him than I could to like Yusuke or freaking Naruto or or I'm saying you know what I'm saying, but you yeah. get the point. Ryan Arnold said that to me too. Like I, I remember when I was talking about it, like the first time I was watching it, and I was just like, yo, like I, I was, I was just yo, like I wanna, I wanna see Subaru become like this amazing hero or whatever. And he was just like, but so far, like you know, his power might just be being normal, just being human. Yeah, just being normal, and then being normal in these situations that requ- that would require someone extraordinary and pulling through. You know what I mean? Like all the like all the situations he's been in so far that he's actually made it through. Like he didn't do anything special to make it through. He just, you know, thought it out, figured it out, and then winged it, and almost died a bunch of times, and then did die a bunch of times, and it's trial and error, and it's like, you know, expect my human nature. There is a very human element to this to this show that's unlike uh, any other, at least in the, like the, the the few animes that I've watched. There is a very it's it's it is a more relatable, you know, aspect to mm-hmm. it. Like it's not like yeah, like. I mean, yeah, it's it's a land where like you have like spirits and like crazy things happening, but it's not on like the character development and like what the characters go through is, is different from everything else. Like you know, in other ones, it's like, oh, I don't know if I have the strength to beat this guy because I, I, mm. I my jutsu isn't there or like my my raw strength isn't there. Nah, like this one is actually like talking about like the mental fortitude to carry on and. You know, doing this and just dealing with the fact that this guy he's died like it being easy to give up. Yeah, fifteen, twenty times. And like, yeah, that when they were talking about the fact that like, oh, you think it's easy for me to give up? Like, no, I wanna I wanna keep trying, I wanna keep trying. But something in me is just like, nah, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep trying, can't keep mm-hmm. pushing myself to do this because nothing ever changes. No matter how hard he tries, people always end up dying, whether it's in one day, two days, or if he makes it to six days, at the end of the day. <laughs> somebody's getting killed. Yeah. But this should be interesting into episode 19. Should be uh 
Very, very interesting. I just don't understand why this guy loves Amelia so much. Like, she has literally, <laughs> just because she saved him from getting beat up by some 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 punk thugs, like, really? That's what makes you fall in love? Because by that logic, Priscilla should be madly in love with Subaru for intervening in the, mm. the alleyway. I, I just, I just don't. I, I really just don't understand like where that love and admiration for Amelia comes from with him. Yeah. That's a lot. Exactly. Cause like, and if you think about it, Rem, Rem got the bigger chest anyway. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing? And Rem actually loves him, but it's always completely irrational when it comes to anime though. So I'm not, isn't really love confused. completely irrational as well? Uh, well, on that note, it's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? Was it just me? Or did I, I thought at the end, like when um, uh, they hug, I thought I thought Rem was actually just gonna like kiss him. That's what I thought was gonna happen, but no, nah, she's too soft. She did kiss his forehead though. Uh, he kissed point. forehead. I mean, yeah, it's just a forehead kiss. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, that that's a good place to stop for sure. Um, yeah. So for next episode, the next part of Anime Book Club, which will be part six, um, just do episodes nineteen through twenty-two. Um, I feel like that's the that's the best place to start to stop there. And then we can just run right through um, the end after that. So only two more weeks left of uh, ReZero. Let me shed a tear real quick. I know, right? Yeah. I, hope, I hope it'll end up in your top fives as well. Just might. It's debatable. All right, guys. Yeah, that, um, that's it, man. Another episode. Sorry, Toby Sports Pod, episode six in the books. Anime Book Club, part five, completed. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. It's been fun. We're tired. Always a pleasure. Burning the midnight oil as usual. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Look, always look forward to this part of my week. Yep. And Never uh, thought about that. Yeah, catch us on... Uh, Sorry, Toby Sports Pod, everywhere, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're still working on getting us up on more streaming platforms. We are up on a bunch of good ones. Uh, check out the YouTube channel. That's updated. It's gonna keep being updated with the new stuff. Um, it's cut into clips, little bite-sized chunks, so it's definitely easier to share that way. Uh, so if you do enjoy it, let us know. Give us feedback. Share. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Follow me, Twitter, at Offended Narwhal. Um, yeah, guys. You already know. Just go follow Saratobi Sports. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, what he said. (laughs) I'm trying this humble thing for a little bit, see how that goes. Wow. Justin, I'm so proud of you. I'm trying. Just trying to make everybody proud. Yeah, man. If y'all just saying go follow Sarutobi Sports, that I might as well just in the podcast and tell y'all to sign out. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not get too hasty. I mean, there's... <laughs> Signing out. Sorry, Toby Sportspot here. Humble JT. Miles Francesa. It's been Gang. real. See y'all next week.